You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Oh, God. Welcome to the live Real Estate Radio Hour on Facebook. And I, uh, I don't know how to... I wanted that intro for nine years, Chris. I know you did. They, can't we, we weren't supposed to copy that music or something, right? You can't remember. Uh, no, that was just a radio that was playing on in the background behind me. So it, oh, uh, it was not an intro song. Otherwise, you'd have to pay a dollar or something like that. You got a Metallica type accountant on today, too. I heard that. So what, uh, so what we thought we'd do today, guys, that are watching at home, we thought we'd give uh, an opportunity to talk about what's going on, obviously, in real estate. Um, there's some some nice things happening um, for those that need help, and we thought we'd talk about it just briefly here, and we brought in our expert, Chris. Um, so why don't you go ahead, Chris, and give us a little update as to what's happening out there, and and we'll... Yeah, uh... yeah that's, that sounds good. Thanks, guys. Yeah, right Right now, I mean, just with everything that's going on in, in the economy and the world in general, I mean, it, everything is changing so fast and, and there's new developments every day. And um, the government is pushing some stimulus packages out um, where they're trying to help taxpayers, trying to get some money out to stimulate the economy. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, a lot of most everybody has heard about are the, the stimulus checks that they're going to be sending out. Um, they're going to be sending out checks to taxpayers, um, you know, up to $1,200 per adult and then $500 per qualifying child. So that's a child 17 years old, under 17 years old. Um, and there's qualifications for that. You know, your income has to be, if you're single, um, less than $75,000. Um, it gets phased out at $99,000. So if you make over $99,000 and you're single, um, you won't be getting a check for that. Uh, married couples, um, it starts getting phased out at $150,000 and then uh, gets totally phased out at $198,000. So so the majority of, of Americans will be getting checks with that. Um, and, you know, they said they're going to be sending them out as soon as possible. Um, they haven't said exactly when that's going to happen, but, but soon. Um, a lot of people are, you know, worried about, am I going to get a check? I haven't filed my tax return yet. You know, if you haven't filed your return yet, they're going to base it based on your 2018 tax return. So if you file 2018, you'll still get a check with it. Um, you know, and if you haven't filed 2019, and let's say maybe you have a kid or something like that in 2019, you didn't have in 2018, you know, that additional amount will get trued up on your 2020 tax return when that's filed next year. So this is really an advance payment for the 2020 tax return with it. Um, some other things they've done is, you know, if you're over age 70 and a half, um, you have to take money of your out of your IRA. It's called a required minimum distribution. And there's uh, tables the IRS has that says, you know, you're, you're age 72, you have to take out say 4% of your total IRA each year. They've waived that for 2020. So you don't have to take money out of your IRA if you don't want to. <clears throat> um, then they've also passed, a, there's a lot of lot of business things that are going on. Um, if you're paying um, employees, you know, for not coming into work 
under the Family Medical Leave Act. There's a rebate you can get for the payroll tax. You paid for that for part of that. Um, and then there's a lot of there's a, a lot of programs out there, federal and state, where there's loans for businesses. Um, like the SBA has a loan, a SBA loan 7A, where you know you can get a loan based on payroll and rent you pay during the year. And a portion of that loan, if it's used for payroll and you meet qualifications, part of that loan could be forgiven. And so you can get a loan and not have to pay part of it back. So, so really, you know, if you're a business owner, you should really talk to your banker um, because they've got all the information on that and, and see if there's anything that can be done with that. Would you say not being able to pay it, you don't have to pay it back? Correct. How is so, that? You know, I mean, are you going to, when this was all done and said, I mean, your job's changing big time, you know, to be able to include all these, but are you going to need an accountant? really to file your taxes after this kind of stuff too. Yeah. I mean, I think you should always use an accountant, but, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but yeah, I mean, with this, I mean, you know, with the loans, you know, that that's really coming down to the banker. You want to talk to your banker to get information on that. They've got, you know, they're talking to the treasury department. They're getting all the, the rules requirements for that loan with that. So really find a banker that you trust and you know, that's good. That's going to take care of you with it. Um, and, and the tax return. Yeah. I mean, there's things that are changing, you know, you know, do I take a required minimum distribution or not? Those sorts of things where, yeah, I mean, definitely talk to your accountant and, and, you know, ask them questions about it because, you know, I mean, we're getting calls all the time from clients, you know, in the last week or two weeks and, you know, what do we do? What do we need to do? You know, what's happening? Things are, you know, everything's changing by the day, you know, the rules are one thing one day and then change the next. And, you know, the government's really trying to stimulate the economy and get things moving here. So, you know, like I say, you just got to stay on top of it and, and, you know, ask questions. Stay on top of your taxes. That, uh, I don't know if I believe that. I, (laughs) that's probably the one thing that I always do first. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's not necessarily taxes, but it's, you know, it's, it's borrowing, you know, it's, you've got a business, I've got employees, you know, what's going to happen in the future, you know, you know, am I going to be able to make payroll? You know, what's the revenue going to be like going forward? You know, so do I need this, you know, SBA loan to, you know, bridge the gap between now and when things recover, which is hopefully soon. So Um, I think there's a lot of, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of that loan, I know I've heard a lot of people, uh, home builders all the way to some of my, uh, you know, crews that are out in the fields working on getting people's houses ready to sell, talking about these loans. Um, that there's possible loan forgiveness and some other awesome opportunities that are out there with, depending on how they use that money. Um, is there any, is there any information that you have to share with us on that as well? Yeah. So the, the loan forgiveness part, it's looked at as if, if you get the loan, then you look at the payroll that you paid for the eight weeks from when you get the loan out, you know, out eight weeks out. And if you use it for payroll, and if you keep the same number of employees, part of that loan could be forgiven for the amount you use for payroll. It's okay. payroll and rent um, are, and a couple other things that can be used, that you can use the loan for that, that part of the loan can be forgiven. And again, I'm not a banker with it. So it's really, you know, talk to your banker to get, get all the details with it. But that's my understanding at this point. Cool. So it's a, it's a great opportunity. I mean, and maybe opportunity is the wrong word. I mean, really, this loan is designed for if 
I'm going to take a hit to my business because of the coronavirus. You know, that's really the purpose of this loan. And really, my understanding is the government is making sure we keep people employed. You know, so they're giving us funds so that we keep people employed, even if we have a downturn in our revenue because of this whole disaster. Have you, uh, Chris, uh, why don't you introduce yourself too? I know we kind of did a sloppy job of that. Um, oh, sure. us, yeah, letting some of the viewers and listeners that are listening know who you are and, and uh, what your background is there. And Yeah, I'm, I'm Chris Mahold. I'm a CPA with Mavis and Flagar Catholic and Associates, um, MFK and Associates, a little easier. Um, you know, we're a full service CPA firm in Eden Prairie. So, okay. And you, you've been with, uh, Chris and us for, for years, answering a lot of questions live back when we used to do the radio show together. Um, you were brave enough and nice enough to come in and help us out when we were about this time of the year. Yeah. Yep. It was always, uh, interesting to come on with you guys, just like it is today. Yeah. Well, just like when you bring your buddy, uh, Scott along and, uh, Not a lot of people realize that uh, you can be talented, uh, you know, uh, accountant and be a comedian. And, and Scott, your uh, one of your firm partners there is uh, quite the character. He is. You know, he does a great job. Actually, he's in the office next to me right now. I could go grab him. And he could do a couple uh, <laughs> knock-knock jokes if you want. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> hey, the, for filing, might want to talk about that. I mean, taxes got delayed in filing. What does that yep. all mean? Does it mean you still yes. have to file, but you just don't have to pay? Yep. So yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot to bring that up. Yeah. So the filing deadline for individual returns got pushed out to July 15th. So you don't have to file or pay until July 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes along with estimated tax payments. So if I'm a realtor and I um, get commissions, I don't get a paycheck, I've got to make quarterly estimated payments. And they're due April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and January 15th. Okay. The first quarter estimated payment is delayed until July 15th. The second quarter is still due June 15th. So really your first payment is due June 15th for the IRS. Mm-hmm. Now, as of today, Minnesota hasn't come in conformity with federal rules. Mm-hmm. So the payment due on your tax return is still due July 15th. That Minnesota followed that. But if you have a first quarter estimate, as of today, it's still due April 15th. Okay. So, you know, and, and what's well, interesting to me though, too, is if you look at these companies and I, I don't mean to, um, you know, uh, belittle anything that's happening, but I mean, we, we've been, you know, in this for a couple of weeks and, and most companies I, th- I think would still be able to pay everything on time and do things appropriately. Cause they were, they were, you know, fueled with some good, uh, economies behind them and in the last couple of years. And so I, I would see that this relief would be better served later in the year, but, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just, you know, in a, in a lucky position, um, you know, to be able to do that. But I just, I, I've never seen the the IRS and the uh, the Fed move this fast, this quick, right? I mean, ever? I, I completely agree. Nothing like this has ever happened. You know, just trying to, you know, flood money out there with yeah. everything, and 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 I guess I mean nothing has happened this sharp either. You know, in in the history that that I can think of where boom, we shut down, you know, restaurants, businesses, boom, just shut them down one day, open one day, close the next. Yeah. And, and really you've, you've shut, shut off that hose, you know, to the economy. And now they're just trying to, to get some, some money out there with it. So they're trying to react quickly with it. I agree. If businesses have some reserve, 
yeah, they'll get, they'll be able to get by for a little while. Um, but that's where I think, you know, with this loan forgiveness, you know, they're trying to make it. So you're paying payroll for two months, basically, because they know it's going to dry up soon, just like you say. And, and really this whole, you know, like the SBA loan that we've been talking about, you know, it came out last weekend, you know, they're still working out the details and bankers, you know, by the end of this week, you know, are supposed to be ready to go by the end of this week with this. So it's, you know, it's happened. And that's why I said before, everything is happening so fast, you know, and, and information comes out, you know, they come out with, with the broad guidelines of it, the details of it kind of come out later, you know, so like with these loans, you don't know all the details for qualifying and those sorts of things. So, so as it, we wait longer, there's more clarity coming with this. And, um, you know, that's what happens. And everybody wants, everybody is worried, you know, because everything has changed so quick and they don't know what's going to happen. There's so much uncertainty that people just want to know, am I going to be okay? You know, what can we do to make sure I can pay my mortgage, you know, and, and get food on the table, those sorts of things with it. So it's uh, you know, it's kind of a, it's a scary time. Yeah. I think that the, you know, all the precautions being made are, are for sure um, being made in advance before the, the V of the dip hits us, um, you know, cause you, you'll start seeing unemployment numbers come out. And once they tally up everybody that's sitting at home, I think you'll have some scary numbers and people are going to panic. And that's why they're probably being so proactive. Um, but, you know, a lot of times these pandemics, we've, you know, as much as we can in the real estate world of research, this, they usually show that they, they come in fast and then they go out the other side just as fast. And so it's almost right. like a V going down and then it goes right back up. And so a lot of people that are panicking right now, especially like home buyers and sellers are like, should I sell? Should I not buy? Should I, yeah. you know, they're panicking because they think that we're heading back into a housing crisis. And I, I think that it's, it, there's so much evidence that shows that's not true. Right. No, I, I agree. It's, it's a, it's a steep drop off and then hopefully a steep recovery. It comes back quickly, just like you say. So yeah, they, they relate this more to like the dot-com crashes in the early 2000s and the, you know, like the right. 9-11 where, you know, something horrible happens and it's outside the housing industry, um, takes the market down, but it doesn't necessarily take housing down with it. And, you know, like right now, when we're in a situation like we are, this is happening to everybody, but with all the precautions being made, I mean, I think the Fed learned their lesson the last couple of times and they're they're being almost like overreactive in in a lot of people's opinions of uh, trying to protect, you know, the average Joe. Right, yep. Yeah, no, I agree. They're they're trying to do everything they can, and and is it enough or too much? You know, we'll we'll find out. I guess. Yeah. Yes. What do you think, Chris uh, Rooney? You've been so loud on this call so far. We uh, <laughs> your mic. I think you guys are doing a very good job. So when that happens, I just listen because it's just rare that I hear that. So should we start the show at eight <laughs> next week? Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. No, I was, there was another thing too that I think, uh, I, I'm not so sure April is kind of a good indicator. I think May is maybe on this, but uh, the whole, you know, don't make your payments and don't make your rent payments and don't yeah. do all that stuff. And, and I think and it's just like this SBA loan. Hey, it's free money for your employees. I think people should be really cautious of that and, and not try to go that route, you know, make, right. make your mortgage payments, make yeah. your rent payments. I mean, because that's when it become that's when it kind of jumps on top of each other, and um, you know, I mean, like in Minneapolis, you know, they basically have given a free reign to just not make your payments. It's not that you don't owe the money; you can't right. lose your house, you can't get kicked out. 
And so the yeah. landlords are then stuck with it. And it's just, I think there's just, I just don't think we're going to really see the effect, um, you know, yesterday. I, I've talked to a lot of landlords um, and I have, uh, I still have a rental property left. Um, I, I, made a, I was trying to get rid of them all, but uh, we still have one left and everyone's paying. And I've heard kind of the same feel from the other people as well. So I don't know. I just, but I think May might be the the month that um, could get interesting if we don't have some sort of something, you know. Sure. Well, I agree. I I, I think it, you know, yeah. It, people have some reserves now, and then you're right. You know, they might be able to get through April, and then you know, the longer that this goes, the the uglier it's going to be. With I think it, I the think. whole infrastructure thing too is kind of interesting. You know, because I mean, everyone's been talking about that forever to be able to get infrastructure, which will get a ton of jobs going as well. So I just look at that as money that's being spent on. It's not just giving the money away. You know what I mean? I mean, I and I can right. why they have to do that because I mean, literally, they're making us stay at home. You know, and so it's pretty hard for someone to go get a job. I was just talking to someone the other day. I mean, how, how are they going to go get a job? Well, right. If you think about being a bartender. You know, yeah. you're a bartender and all of a sudden it tells you, hey, you can't work. And, you know, they that that person, you're telling them they can't make money, even though they want to. So, right. you know, I think the thing is, guys, is the laws haven't changed. The money will still be paid. It's just they're giving you options to keep your confidence level up. Wouldn't you say that's kind of the underlying theme, keeping consumer confidence there as much as they can? Oh, I, I agree. And, and it's helping. I think it's trying to help like the bartender, you say, you yeah. said, you know, I mean, he can't. It's out of his control. They They're saying. You can't work, you know, you can't make a living. You can't, you know, and so I think those are the ones they're really trying to help with it. And those are the ones that need the help. You know, something yeah. happened beyond their control with it. So let me throw this at you. And this will, this will, I'm not saying this, I'm maybe I'm very fortunate, but I've been doing a lot of these Zoom meetings with with potential building clients, and I'm having between two and three meetings a day. Um, the buyers are still there, they're they're coming in hard and strong. Um, there's great incentives. Most of the builders that are out there right now are offering the best, you know, building incentives that have ever been offered and people are trying to take advantage of it. And I think there's also a, a shift of assets where they're putting money into tangible things again, you know, where, where you live, um, if you take your money out of the markets or change, you know, and put into something tangible like a house, um, I'm seeing a lot of invest and it's all 600,000 plus, it seems like right now in the, in the new construction arena, um, you know, I just, I, I just, I, I'm actually shocked that we're that busy. Yeah. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah. That there hasn't really been much of a slowdown with that. Not, not at all. I mean, I'm busier now than I've been uh, before and we were busy before we were having a record year, you know, three weeks ago and sales were coming in, people were ordering, people were getting ready to sell their houses. And then I think a lot of people got caught off guard by this. Like, Holy cows, this hit us so fast and so hard. And Oh my God, they're actually telling people not to go to work. And then there's federal, you know, dollars coming at us and people that weren't even concerned about it. Now we're going, wait a minute, is there something I'm not understanding? Right. But on the other hand, I got other people that are in, on the opposite end of the pendulum saying, Hey, let's rock and roll. Let's get that lot done. Um, we're doing everything virtual online and they're looking at the lots in person and turning their phones on and FaceTiming us when they're walking the lots. And it, it's awesome. I can't believe the cooperation level of some of the consumers. Um, like, like I've said to my team yesterday, I don't think it's ever been easier to have a client meeting than right now. It's the easiest I've ever seen. Everybody's available and, right. and they all like to do it because it's easy. It's from home. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think that kind of gets into the whole real estate thing and and what's happened with this whole uh, experience is that this industry is going to change quite a bit. I think that, uh, I mean, even you see it with closings now where, uh, you know, a buyer goes with their closer and signs, a seller goes with their closer and signs, and the two closers meet up and it's taken care of. I mean, that's something that should have happened a long time ago. In most other states, that's the way it is. Um, you know, Minnesota is kind of prehistoric that everyone gets in the same room, talks about all their finances right in front of each other, signs, and then and leaves. And so, I think that's a, I think that's a real good thing. And I, and I like it. It's almost like you know, it's it's closing an escrow, and then you know what, three o'clock on Thursday, it's going to be distributed. Everyone goes on their way, get your keys, you move in, everything's good. I think that's common though, Chris. I think you get a lot of people that are um, Minnesota nice and they, they want to explain how the sprinkler works and, you know, Hey, you jiggle it twice this way and then it runs perfect. Or, you know what I mean? It's, it's that I want the new person to have a good experience buying my, my old house and, and tell some of the stories and and give that person a good feeling. Um, and then I get the other kind of customer that's like, I don't even care if I meet them, you know, just sign my stuff and get me out of here. So, yeah. Yeah. So what other uh, words of advice you have for us, Chris? I think, is there anything else we should be watching out for in the uh, real estate uh, version of what's happening or is there, is it as simple as it sounds or? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, just, you know, keep your eyes open. Things are going to keep changing here. I think, you know, they're saying there could be more stimulus packages coming out as, as we go through this and um, you know, real estate wise, the tax laws, there haven't really been many tax law changes, nothing real, um, material that changed, you know, real estate wise. So, um, you know, kind of operating as is from that perspective. So, um, but I think it's just, you know, right now it's just, you know, with, with everybody, you know, manage the cash flow and, and, you know, be smart so we can get through this dip and hopefully recover soon. Exactly. Yeah. I know, uh, a lot of us that are out there, I'm still, you know, kind of shocked at how fast everything's moving though. I just, I, I, uh, I don't know. You would have said three weeks ago this was going to happen. I would have bet you a million dollars. No way. There, there's no way you could have thought it up. I would have borrowed a million from Chris and bet it. Yeah. <laughs> Where would Chris have got that million? That's the problem. <laughs> One of your rental properties, buddy. Yeah, right. Not They're paying not- your payments, right? Exactly. You can make my payments. Since you're doing so well, this is good. You can yeah. rent all of my units. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that it comes down to where, guys, it's that, I think if, if there's a little bit of normalcy going on right now in, in industries is that we don't know how to behave. We don't know how to act. And, and I think that compassion and kindness um, and understanding that our customers, you know, even in, even in the accounting world, you're going to have some customers that are literally in their bunkers hiding and scared to death. And you've got other people that are out, you know, openly taking vacations and not, you know, dismissing everything that's happening in the world. And so it's, it's definitely a different time, you know, um, that way. Would you guys not agree? Are you seeing that? Oh, I, I, I completely agree with you. Everybody, you know, everybody has different thoughts on this and, and comfort zones with it. And so, yeah, <clears throat> we're seeing it. People are, some people are afraid to, to do anything and, you know, some aren't too worried about it. I mean, as it goes here, everybody is getting a lot more serious about it, but um, yeah, I, we're seeing that also. Yeah. Exactly. How about you, Chris? I mean, are you with your group? And I know you do some coaching and, and um, or mentoring, I should say. Um, and, and how about in your marketing company that you have, Chris? What are you guys seeing with your agents that are out there? No, I think everyone's, you know, I mean, 
I think the key in, in this kind of a, a situation and uh, that we're in is that you, you got to remain positive. And I kind of look at it and uh, what I'm kind of preaching is that it's it's an unbelievable time to be able to kind of expand and do things um, a different way, adapting, always doing some adapting and stuff. And um, I just think it uh, if you don't if you don't stay uh, positive and uh, keep trying to you know change with it and and grow from it, you know it's it's fear will paralyze you, and when you get paralyzed, uh, it's this nothing good comes out of it. So. I'm. Uh, I've always been kind of the the optimist uh, part of it. Um, and that hey, you're going to take some good things out of it because you know these are times that we don't usually get. I mean, for Andy to come up with. I mean, we we've been. I mean, stalling on this whole thing forever. And now Andy's got um, intros, and I mean, he's got these cute little emojis and everything. I mean, we got music to this stuff. We get to see Chris Mahold's face. I mean. It's <laughs> I've actually said this, you know, uh, more than once. I've never been more at peace in a scary time. I mean, outside of what's happening outside in the world, and I feel horrible about that. As a business owner, I've never had this much opportunity to work on my business and get ready for the other side. I think it's going to be the treadmill is going to be running on level 10, and we're going to jump on and try to catch up because inventory is horribly low. Um, You know, uh, equity positions in houses are super high. So I don't see foreclosures coming, even though, you know, I heard somebody the other day say that foreclosures are doubling. Well, if it goes from 0.01 to 0.02, who cares? I mean, yeah, it doubled, but it's not like it's up at 7, 8 or 10% like back in 2008, 9, you know. I just, uh, I, you know, I think they're trying to sell newspapers too. And I, I always, you know, try to calm people down and, and, and really use the reality that this has nothing to do with housing right now. Um, this pandemic hit us. And put people on the sidelines, not because the restaurants weren't full of people. Chris, you and I were sitting in a restaurant the day before they did this, having lunch. And we were like, this is weird. They're serving our lunch with gloves on. I mean, what are they doing? And then, boom, they're closed. And it was, it's just, you know, those are a series of events, not an economy that put these people on the sidelines. So I'll have to tell you, though, I am kind of, I'm cheating on this whole uh, pandemic thing. And it's not, uh, not that I'm social, not social distancing, but I have a little spy over in Italy that's uh, been going through this a long time before us. So that's right. kind of, um, and, you know, and he said, oh, you better wait. I mean, you better get ready. This is what's going to happen and this and that. And so I've been kind of like two weeks ahead. Everything he said has happened. My kid's uh, over in Italy and, uh, you know, that's a different area, but he just sent me something this morning. I just want to kind of tell you about it because it's, it, it is crazy. He sent me, um, he thinks that by, not uh, the third, but maybe by the 13th that they're going to go on a 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., you know, so they can travel. And, you know, he plays American football there, which the season's not going to get going. But he's really into the traveling part of it, right? You can go. He's talking about once this happens, he's going to Sicily, Sicily and he's going to go sit on the beach and stuff. And they've got two-bedroom apartments there that are $29, $29 a night. This is what these things are going for. And then – um a flat uh, with four beds and it's thirteen dollars a night. Jeez! Have, wow. Yeah. So I mean, they kind of got hit there, but I mean, you have to see. I mean, there's a ton of people that like down in Florida. You know, all of those people they didn't give your money back per se, but what they did do is they they kind of said, "Hey, you can come back again sometime." But I mean, all of that stuff's going to catch up as well. 
So there's probably going to be some uh, nice little opportunities to uh, uh, get out of there. But I'm, I'm like, this morning I said, don't you think you better get back to the United States? Because I think we're going to be locked down for a little bit. Uh, is that even an option for, for your boy? I don't know. I think so. I hope so. I, he, he can uh, get a rowboat or something, I guess. Chris didn't tell you that he's actually in prison over there, but uh, the... <laughs> Yeah. It's like his old man. Locked up abroad. <laughs> well, you know, that's I don't know if that's all bad. No, that's possible. So, all right. Well, we we did have some, uh, Mr. Mahold, we appreciate you uh, coming on. Um, hey, thanks for having me. Get back to work and delay all those tax returns for us. <laughs> yeah. You know, hiding, and, hiding profits, right? No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Right yep. Yeah, yep. Exactly. So, all right, Chris. Okay. Thanks, guys. Nice yep, bye bye. Stay safe. Right. Andy, we had a couple of little uh, questions here. Let me go. I was on. Uh, do you have them? I, I sent them to you, but uh, let me see. I can grab them here. Okay. In your experience, what is the number one improvement in most cases that make the biggest difference? Okay. It's, it's, uh, we've, we've talked kind of about this question before. Yeah. Um, it was more about what can you do? Like what's the least expensive thing, but this is saying what's the number one improvement you would do that would make you the most money. So we always talk about uh, painting and let's, let's go beyond that painting and decluttering. You know, those are two things that we're going to go past. What do you think is a biggest improvement that you can do? Well, you know, and let's, let's add another level to it. Let's talk about like in the current situation we're in, because I'll tell you what, what a great opportunity right now with, um, I mean, we're so efficient when you're working from home or the kids are schooling from home. Even my kids are talking about this. You know, instead of going to school and doing all the whatever, they're getting their classes done. They're done by noon instead of by two. And I think a lot of us that are working are doing the exact same thing. Um, and it, it gets to the point where we have more free time. So tackling some of those projects, like the beyond just the painting and the decluttering, um, something as simple as making sure doors are opening and shutting, um, adjustments, you know, uh, making sure that everything in the house functions the way it's supposed to. Um, that That's without spending a lot of money. That's just spending time um, you know, and care, making sure your windows open and shut. Um, if there's any parts that need to be ordered for mechanicals, you know, get them or if that knob has been missing, get that knob ordered. You know, I mean, those are some of the things that right now we have the time to do. Um, if I was going to jump into projects, um, things like adding square footage, for an example, gets a little tricky. Um, I was looking at this myself. Like I jokingly said to one of my builders, I said, Hey, I go, uh, you know, we, we want to finish our basement, you know, should I order up a bunch of materials and just start working on this in my free time? And his response was, well, it's probably wait a week and you'll be able to get it done, you know, twice the quality uh, for, for a fair price. Cause people will be ready to work again. Um, you know, get back out there. And so, you know, finishing a basement, adding a bathroom, a bedroom, I've always enjoyed. Um, you know, I think something that's a, a level 201 for like kitchens would be, you know, countertops or, you know, um, painting the kitchen cabinets, um, but doing it correctly, not just painting it to paint it, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, when you hit on kitchen, I think, I still think kitchen's the number one, um, excitement thing. I mean, it's what you use the most. It's really where your entertainment is typically centered around as well. And so I think, uh, getting that in general, maybe getting that more open. Yeah. And when I say, open. Uh, it's just so it feels bigger. Um, there's not impediments. How about that word? Um, yeah. Impediments. That's it. And, uh, you know, like those uh, 
cabinets that hang over your your island, you know, to be able to get those out and kind of open it up. And I, you know, I was going to play off of something that you said there, Andy. Um, this is a great time. I mean, and for kids to kind of learn. I mean, yeah. we have the greatest teacher. <laughs> I mean, this is sad, but the greatest teacher out there is YouTube because there's so many things on YouTube that you can uh, find out. We were talking about, um, you know, getting a Pinterest page started and. And someone said, oh, I'm not sure they, they're able to do that, you know. And I'm like, it's YouTube tells you exactly how to do yeah. it. You can pull up anything on YouTube and, and figure out how to do it. But that's painting. That's organizing closets. You know, if you want to go to like 501 when it comes to um, getting a house on the market, those are the 501 is the kind of things that we can do right now. It's organizing drawers. It's kind of like um, utilizing spaces better, you know, uh, decluttering, uh, making, making your storage rooms. I'm telling you, that's one of the biggest things that you don't see. You go into a storage room, it's like, oh, they threw everything in there to get it out of the way so they didn't have it in the living room. But if you have an organized storage room, I'll tell you that the look on buyers and what they do, it's just a whole different feel. You know, you have a mechanical room that's got a painted floor, yeah. you know, it's clean and there's no cobwebs. You know, people are get really excited about that. So. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, even little things that you don't realize, like the inside closets, like where everybody kicks off their shoes, and you think it looks okay, take your shoes and jackets out of there one time and look at those walls, and you will puke. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> but hey, uh, we did have a question here, Chris. Um, uh, we had Mike Ludwig, um, real estate agent uh, with the uh, preferred Remax. Was a live question? He's out of bed? Yeah, he's out of bed. Yeah, he only dances exotically at night, Chris. Real estate oh. during the day, oh. and uh, his question is: <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. We love you. That's why we did that. Mike asked, "Do you guys think buyers um, buying through virtual showings are a temporary fix, or are they a permanent solution?" Temporary. I think temporary. I don't. Uh, I think people are gonna they 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 got a feel and. Uh, taking the place virtual taking the place of that i i don't know i think it's right now it's a great way to kind of hey does this house feel right it's you know where where right now we're getting everyone that's showing it is like okay this is serious i really want to buy something you know whereas probably a month ago it's like you know what hey i want to just get started i want to see what's out there you know what why don't you throw this one on there too just in case we want to see it. Oh, we don't like it, you know? So I think in, in that case, virtual, and that's interesting because we're all trying to figure out different ways in which to be able to make that happen, you right. know, and yet still have it um, marketable. Because I think if you walk around with a camera and it's it's going all over the place and you're jumping with it and, um, you know, I think you got to look at it kind of like how someone else would look at it, you know, and, and, what, they're, and what they're looking for, meaning that, you know, the things you can't see in pictures that you might not read and people don't sometimes want to read. And so by having, um, we're kind of putting videos together where we're calling out certain things within those photos. So it's like, uh, you know, uh, soft closed drawers. Yep. You know, those are things that you don't know, but it's like, oh, okay, that's got soft closed. And then I don't, it makes you visualize that you're there. I mean, when I hear soft closed doors, I think about every time, because I go in houses all the time, open them and kind of throw them back a little and then they close. And so I think you can visualize being at that house. And uh, it's like back hallways, how things connect to one another. I think those right. are the things that are the, 
the the parts that you know even like hey which way are you facing there's a lot of people that don't know north south east and west right you know not a point i get that question a lot believe it or not people when they're picking lots they're like i want my driveway to melt in the winter which way should i have my driveway face you know um but it's it's interesting i think what's that (laughs) just kidding (laughs) i have a app that's what i do it works really well just hire somebody (laughs) <laughs> no, I have a compass app on your phone. Yeah. You know, so. All right. Well, that's, that, I mean, I've been, uh, funny enough, I've been doing virtual showings for, for a couple of years. I've had actually probably five, six years ever since FaceTime came out, um, you know, on, on the iPhone. Um, I had a, a, a gentleman was down in Texas that was transferring up to the Twin Cities. And he said, hey, um, I can't make it, but I want to see this house. Would you be willing to go out there? Never met the guy in person. And right. I said, sure. So I went out there, turned FaceTime on. We walked through the house. He was asking me, hey, can you open that drawer? Hey, what what do you see out the backyard? And I would show. And it, it actually worked well. And I, I see a lot of our relocation real estate agents have already been using that tool for years. Saves people thousands of dollars. Um, once they get to know you and trust you as a real estate agent, they know that you're looking out for the things that even when they're with you, Chris, you and I both know this. You're pointing out stuff to your buyers that they may have not have noticed on their own anyway. You know, hey, take a look up here. Take a look down there. You know, this is something that concerns me. And, and as long as that same conversation is being had, I think that virtual showings could be a solution for a long time to come. Yeah, but don't you think it's more the exception than the norm? I mean, I just think most people still want to see that house. I mean, and... uh Obviously, it's a very uh, weird time right now. Hopefully, it's going to uh, pass uh, quickly. But I don't know. I think some of the the habits and things of people um, are gonna, you know, they'll last a while, you know, and then they yep. typically they fade off. But um, okay. I mean, I think people are going to be a much more um, cognizant of of germs. And um, I, I like the other part too. I mean, I've always wanted the lights on the whole time and don't turn them off. Everyone wants you to come in. They have them on for you, but then you turn them off. They want it to look bright, super nice, and then all of a sudden, then turn off all the lights, and so you don't get that impression, you know. But now some people are saying, "Hey, we just don't want you to turn them off, or we'll have all don't the touch them." Yeah, don't touch them. And uh, and so I think there's a lot of good things that um, some good habits that are going to come out of this as well. Well, you know, you Chris, you and I have both talked about this. We talked about the no touch showings where um, you have clients coming through the houses. We as um, uh, people that own our houses and we know that there's going to be a showing that day, I literally have everything from wipes um, when they come in the door and put a sign up that says, please, you know, uh, feel free to wander through the house. Um, We've opened up doors for a courtesy for you. We've opened up some of the pantries so you can take a look without touching anything. Um, Put hand sanitizer throughout the house. And so, you know, not only do you make them feel safe because it's important. Remember, we're trying to sell that house too. And you want them as a buyer to feel safe, but then you as a seller, you don't want to have to disinfect your whole house every time you do a showing. Right. So I, I think that there's a, a good balance there, some real nice safety practices that are being learned. Like you said, I think that's great. Um, you know, and then the last thing, talking about lighting, actually, that's one of our favorites too. Over the years, if you're if it's in your skill set, um, meaning you can do it safely or you know how to do it, um, lighting is something that I think will benefit you huge when you update your lighting. Uh, making sure the house is bright and you can make sure to, you know, create that mood um, for whatever that room is like a bright office or is it a, you know, a, a, a sunny sunroom, you know, and you want to make sure everything is being maximized for its use. Yeah. 
Yeah, lighting is very important. It's a combination of, of natural and, uh, and, you know, mechanical lighting as well. Okay, Mike Ludwig uh, also responded back to our question oh, no. and said, I see why you two were on radio and not TV all these years. <laughs> we know, Mike. We know. We just, we know. We get it. Very rude to our guest, Chris Mahold. I yeah. mean, <laughs> no, he's not talking about us, for sure. Uh, right, I'm sure. All right, so we got another question maybe here, Chris. We'll invite, maybe we'll invite him on sometime to come on here. We'll see what he has. Yeah, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Exotic Dancer. Um, Okay, so I have another question here from Eric Toop. Um, Tope, excuse me. He's a buddy of mine. Um, also, it says, have floor plans on sites so I know how the house is laid out is also helpful. So I think if I'm reading his question correctly, having like a new construction a lot of times will also have a copy of a survey. So the house actually laying out on that lot, um, you know, it shows how the house sits, shows what the distance is of the property line. Um, also will show the north south um, symbol on there as well. I think he's also talking about having like a floor plan on a website. So he's you're actually able to be able to see how that lays out. Now sure. there's some, I've been going a uh, lot of photographers and uh, video editors and uh, photography companies are coming up with different things. I saw something real neat where they actually did the plan of the house and then you could hit like a little icon and then the picture of that room would pop up. Yep. But exactly right. It's kind of like, hey, how does this flow into that? And sometimes when you do it um, from a MLS standpoint, you know, you try to put those pictures in line. So they kind of like move from room to room so you can get a feel for it. But having a floor plan is fantastic, uh, a way to do it. You know, Matterport, which kind of had a, when it first came out, it was kind of a big thing. It's that 3D tour where you can actually walk through the house. Um, yep. And then I think it kind of got maybe overused and people are, I, I don't know if this is really working, but that's because people are going to the house anyways. Yeah. Now they're not, it's, it's kind of making a revival back. And you know, Matterport, um, I'll bring this up. I don't know if I want to open this coffin here, but uh, with Matterport, they, they, uh, they were speaking out at a conference in New York city um, in January uh, Inman, which is a, a, for those that don't know, is a real estate, um, you know, news publication Right. online and then they have a big conference and the, the owner of Matterport was out there talking about how they're going to finally have the ability to go into the houses. They're, they're matter specifically Matterport, not all virtual tours. Matterport uses technology now where it's literally, you've heard the phrase like machine learning. What it's doing is it's analyzing like when it spins in that house, what windows you have, what brand they are, what size yeah. they are. Um, they're They're trying to help industries like the government, um, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, help commoditize houses so they can, without having a human opinion on it, they can have factual data showing that this house is worth more. It has better windows, better flooring. Uh, and even it, the, the machine learning has the ability to even through the windows, see if it has a pleasant view or not out the back. Mm -hmm. And it's a little scary to me, you know, Matterport, honestly. Um, I'm not a big fan of it for, I'm, I'm, I like getting people information. Um, what I don't like is once you own that house, that same information doesn't go away. So now you bought that house using Matterport and, and looking at the view and now everybody knows everything about your house on the inside, the outside and everything. So, you know, back in the day when people would finish their basement and not tell anybody and that that's gone, you know? Yeah. You mean they have to do it the right way? That would be terrible. The, yeah. Follow the rules, whatever. 
But I hate to tell you this, Andy, but they know everywhere we're at. I mean, we have these little cell phone things that we're carrying around and they know everything we're doing. So yeah, I think we're pretty much in, uh, in trouble. So isn't that why you stick with a flip phone? Yep. Blueberry or what was that called? Bluetooth blue something. <laughs> What's it? What's that called? The, remember those phones? Those are awesome. Hey, the coolest thing I ever had was years ago, right out of college, I had a company called Skytel. And it was just a tiny little pager. It had a flip up screen and you could text on it. It was the first version of texting I ever had. And yeah. I'm talking like early 2000s. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was weird though. You were carrying around this like little black box. Looked like a, like a wedding ring box or something, you know? Well, when you got one of those, you were pretty cool though. Oh and yeah. It's... That and my razor, I'd flip it up and. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Are we done? <laughs> Yeah, Karen uh, wanted to correct you. She says it's actually a blackberry, Chris, not a blueberry. Oh, good. See, this is, I kind of like this. That's what the, the texters on the radio show always used to do. Was, I, you know, and I got to sit by that screen and then I, I could never tell Andy what they said because he would have, uh, it would have been funny. So, well, you know, they, they, we called them the grammar police because they didn't like that we would openly talk like we would around the water cooler yeah. and they wanted us to be perfect. And that wasn't happening. We were the wrong guys for that, for sure. Yeah. Hey, so let's end the show with a little bit of, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about how, you know, um, I think a lot of us, you know, agents that are listening or loan officers, um, we get a lot of people asking us questions right now about, are we heading into a housing dip? And and I want to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the differences that are out there. I mean, there are some pretty heavy, significant differences that are, um, you know, now, um, and I'll try to pull this up here for everybody at home. Now, differences from, I mean, a true housing crisis versus, uh, yeah, let me see if I can pull this up for you here, Chris. All right. Oh, nope. <laughs> let me try one more time. Every stand by. All right. Can you see my charts here? Yes. Okay. So these these are some charts that um, you know are are fairly interesting in my opinion. You have the house appreciation going up to two thousand. Um, an actual. Uh, let's see here. Let's see one more time if I can do a slideshow. No, it doesn't look like he wants to let me do it because I got another slideshow open. But so what's happening is house appreciation. You know, from 2000 to 2005, look at these numbers here, Chris. I don't know if you can uh, yeah. see that there. Um, eight, nine, 12%. And right now, 14 through 19, look at this very conservative normal. This is a little aggressive, but, you know, three and a half, four percent 4% is pretty normal, right? Yeah. I wanted to show this, uh, in, excuse me, inventory here. We still have, like going into 2007, before we had the big housing crisis hit us, there was eight months of supply on the marketplace. And right now we have less than three months. Actually, this is getting tighter as we speak. That's interesting. I, I've always said it was like three times as much without this little chart of yours, Andy. Now I can talk. Really yeah, it's well, right. You know, and that's and in the corner here, you guys can see that the sources of this information. So it's not just made up. Um, historic like credit availability. Look at this here. So the higher the the index score, it was showing that it was almost nine hundred. So basically, Fogamir, here's your mortgage, right? And today, the lending practices that are out there are completely stringent. They're, um, when you look down here in the corner, um, 
it, it it's down under 200, which means that you actually have to verify income. You have to have the right, um, like it says below here, um, the percentage of median income needed to purchase a home um, right here at, at was people were spending 25% of their, their income. Nowadays, they're spending 14. So a lot of things, there's a lot of equity. Um, in Minnesota, there's a stat that just was put out. It's 41% of the houses in Minnesota, and this is across all Minnesota, are paid for free and clear. Wow. Can't foreclose on a house that doesn't have a mortgage, right? Um, the other, there was another 40% that have significant equity positions, which were like close to 50%. And, and a lot of those people are obviously what you're seeing here, great equity positions, their payments are very affordable for them. It's not as easy to get a mortgage as it was. And so what was happening, guys and girls, you know, watching this is that um, I, when we were coming into this year, our, our big concerns were, you know, rates are so low that you're going to dry up out of buyers. That well is going to go dry because there's only so many people that have perfect credit, 20% down. And when interest rates go up, it allows us to have more buyers that are out there that don't have perfect situations, you know, yeah. but anyway. No, that's great. That's that's fantastic info. So that means let's get those houses on the market. Seriously, I think that there's going to be uh, being that there's no inventory when the other side of this hits us, um, the housing side, uh, when we're coming back up out of this valley, um, hopefully it's sooner than later. Um, I think you're going to be again, it, we, we're going to see such a competitive marketplace. Get yourself ready now. Talk to those lenders now. Talk to the uh, real estate professionals now. Get your plan in place so that when you're ready, even if you're nervous and you want to sit on the sidelines for 30 days, I get it. That's cool. But understand that when you are ready, a lot of other people will be ready too. And I think you're going to see a very aggressive housing market get really aggressive. Yeah, it's, it's interesting too, because there is, you do have time now. I had a, a buddy the other day and he's like, oh, I'm just bored, man. I got to do something. And uh, he said, what about this back storage room? You know, and I said, yep. hey, that's great. Clear that out declutter it and then paint those walls. And so we're going to, I'm starting to get all these because we're, we're talking to a lot of people about what they should do. And uh, I, I want to put together a video of kind of like befores and afters and how, how that shows up, but uh, yeah. on different things that, you know, a lot of people do a living room and then they stage it, you know, whatever, but it's the, those other important little areas, you know, like st storage rooms. I mean, storage rooms are, are huge things. And if you don't have a lot of them, if they're clean and bright and organized, it looks like they're a lot bigger than what most people have. Right. So right. real important, you gotta be able to get past that stuff. We got one more question here, Chris, um, from Bill. He said, we have a patio under our deck that extends beyond the deck and into the yard. Thinking about making the area directly beneath the deck into either a screened in porch or making it a shed, which do you think would increase the value of our home uh, more down the road. The 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 one thing that I haven't had in the 19 homes I've lived in. Screen that baby. That's what I say. <laughs> I'm gonna get that soon. But uh, what about uh, what about putting under deck on there then? Do you do you suggest doing the full? Because I'll tell you what, man, that gets expensive. All of a sudden you put that under deck layman on there. That can be you know three four grand just so that you don't have water dripping on your head. I didn't hear the, the explanation. Was there any, there's no, no windows involved uh, into the house there? Because I mean, a shed. Um, no, Bill, Bill didn't quite ex, uh, give us that much information, but um, basically it sounds like he's got a real nice patio under a deck. Deck's obviously in good shape and they're just deciding, you know, hey, screen porch or, or shed is what I'm getting out of the conversation. On so the shed, I would guess there's probably not a lot of windows 
And if there is, they're, they're not worried about the view. Yeah. Screen it. That would too. I think that's a great idea. Yep. Especially okay. depending on what kind of yard you have too. I mean, if you're, if you're not uh, a place where you don't have any privacy and have the screen, maybe that's not this is that's the one thing it's always this whole thing is a, it depends and i think what's cool about this is that now people could actually send us photos of that we could yep. really answer their questions uh in depth because so many times on the radio it was kind of like well it depends you know if this or this or what price range you're in and all that kind of stuff where you're located you know a lot of those things factor into it and then in some cases you know if they're looking to sell it might not do anything i mean if it's a real nice patio you know, you don't have to spend that extra money and it might be better spent in, you know, painting those uh, kitchen cabinets. Yeah. Bill uh, responded back and said there are no windows um, in that area of the house. So I got a better idea than even that. I think you should do a 50-50. Maybe you do a nice storage area next to the area where there's no windows. And then you still sneak in a little screen porch that you could enjoy and and uh, get the best of both worlds. Politically correct. <laughs> Brutal. Bill will never ask a question again. <laughs> Neither will Mike, the the exotic dancer. I hope. Yeah, rip on our collars. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, I love this, man. I, I feel like um, you know, those of us who like to get up early and do this, um, or you know, some of us are gonna be watching this later in the day. Um, you know, Chris and I have a passion for for real estate. Um, we, if you're an agent, if you're a loan officer or a consumer, um, we just love to talk real estate, and we're gonna try to do this every Thursday morning. Um, you know, and uh, when, watch it when you want. And we're, I believe we're trying to do an audio recording of this as well. So we can do an audio uh, podcast um, that will also be happening hopefully soon, right? Is that my job, that one? Yeah, see, that's Chris's job. That's why it's not. Uh, yeah, real soon, real yeah. soon, before 2021. Maybe we should change that sign above your head. <laughs> What's it say? It says, X, it says Eberts, Eberts. <laughs> yep. yep, there it is. I'm teasing you, buddy. No, you know I love you. Um, behind me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So all right. eight o'clock. We we promise to keep this to an hour. So thank you everybody for watching. Um, and uh next Thursday, spread the word, ask questions on Facebook, and then um <laughs> Mike Ludwig just commented again. I'm not gonna say it on the air. You can find it on our Facebook page and go. uh have fun with Mike. He's a great guy. All right, everybody, great show. Talk to you next week. Thanks, producer Andy. You got you, bud. Now I'm going to do my end casting here. Wait. You're still alive. <laughs> I know. Hang on now. Oh. <laughs> the end of our show? <laughs> This is really good. Dennis would be proud of you. That was horrible. I apologize, everybody at home. All right, we'll try harder next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.